Tech of Sports with former Major League pitcher and noted pitching coach Tom House this week on the Tech of Sports, the legendary Tom House. Just want to let you know that mobile apps are a great way to receive our content on your smart devices. There's apps for both iOS and Android, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, great ways to listen to your favorite Modern Life Network show all preloaded. Tech of Sports is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network and a production of the Modern Life Network at modernlife.network. Uh, this isn't your typical Tech of Sports show this week, and I'm, I'm glad to say that because we're joined by Dr. Tom House. He is a former Major League pitcher. He's a former Major League pitching coach. He's a throwing guru. He's coached Tom Brady. He's now part of the Beyond Performance Sports Team at La Costa Resort and Spa in California. Just a very interesting guy. A great interview. Happy to talk to him. And then we'll also find out about his connection with Hank Aaron, which is a very uh, interesting part of his life as well. And just a, a great show to have uh, Tom House on. Storytelling, giving advice, and just kind of uh, free-form uh, interview here. He goes off on uh, on different subjects, and I do as well. So uh, just kind of great to sit down and talk with Tom House and enjoy the tech of sports this week. Tom, you just took us through a, a warm-up, uh, a bunch of golf riders, and I don't know how much how much were you expecting? Did we live up to your expectations? No, I know I didn't probably. No, here's the deal. I'm blowing smoke. You're, you're as a group, were way better than I thought you would be. Okay. Which tells me a couple things. You were actually interested in what we were doing. Absolutely. And that the concepts that we threw in front of you today, the new ideas with the whole panel, uh, I hope you're as excited about what's going on as we are. And the effort I got from you um, down when we were getting loose for you to go play around, off the charts. It's a coaching moment for me. Well done. Well, that's your. you see this type of thing every day, and right. you see all levels of people. Um, what do you enjoy more, the elite athletes? And, you know, they're already flexible, and they're, they already know certain things. Or do you like taking someone from the ground up and trying to turn them, mold them into You know, that's, I get that question yeah. everywhere. It's, it's relative to the athlete himself. The elite guys work just as hard as you folks did today for a 1% improvement. You folks, um, you know, as a group of riders, you're trying to get 10% better. But the teach is the same for me. And then when I recognize, I figured out right away that you're not an auditory learner. So my expectations for you were dropped. I, I wanted you to get the material, but I, I realized until you can see yourself doing it, either on film or in a mirror, that you're not going to have the same gains as some of the auditory guys. So it's, it's always learning for me, too. And, and everybody well, learns differently, Thank too. you. Yeah. Remember when I said personally adaptive? It's one set of rules, but there's a million interpretations around you. And I think we showed that today. Now, I'm going to throw it right back at you. Do you feel like you had a good time today? Absolutely. Did you laugh a little bit? Absolutely. Was it a learning experience? Absolutely. I laughed at other people and myself. And that's a, that's a good day. And here's the deal. That's what Deepak is talking about. That's a play environment. We should not have to work and be mad when we're getting things learned. So what you went through today, on my end, it's the same thing. I had a great time today. Did not know what to expect. This blew me off the map with how fun it was. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think everybody feels the same way. You mentioned Deepak and kind of, is this kind of a, a dream relationship, a dream team for you kind of to be on with him? And uh, Remember, he's been sitting at the big boy table for a long time. I, literally, when I say I'm just a coach... That's really what I am. It's what I was, I think, what I was put on this earth for. But they figured out if they're going to go to play as a way for human beings to continue to be human beings, 
um, I have a deliverable as a coach for all the research and all the technology. I can take that and boil it down to a fun day like we had. I think that's why I got to sit with him in front of you folks right now. He's, he's been around as one of the guys for a long time. I've been quietly just being a coach, and it's turning I don't know out. If it's been quietly. But well, uh, okay, I'll I'll take that as a recognition <laughs> or maybe a compliment. I've been booed a lot, you know that, and people have thought I'm a little goofy. I'm a little goofy, but I'm consistently goofy, and have never compromised my belief in the research that we've been doing. And I think it's showing up right now. I think so too. And uh, we always hear about the great players, the Hall of Famers, don't uh, make good coaches, or it's harder for them. To be a good coach, I mean, you say you were a marginal to poor player. I mean, you you were around the big leagues for nine years. I don't think that's a poor a poor player. But what what's your opinion on that? Maybe the the player that had to work harder, the uh, utility player. Why you're, why do they make a better coach? You're very perceptive on that, and you and I both know that to be able to teach, you have to know why. A lot of these elite athletes are what I would call unconsciously competent. They're really really good, but they really don't know why. To be a teacher, you have to know why. So I think what we've kind of run across, we now have technology that help us with what is actually going on in movement and strength. And now the elite can see why they were good. And when these elite guys get out delivering a message to an end user, which is what's happening, we are now coordinating the elite and the everyday with the deliverable to the youth of the world. And that is the moment that we're looking for right there. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to go through, as we were talking about you, we're going to go through a couple memories of your okay, that would of, be good. Of your, of your career here. So uh, this was the only card I could find that I owned. So this was, I am pulling out a 1975 Atlanta Braves card that I'm going to have you autograph. But talk about your memories with, uh, with the Braves, maybe you're best known as a Brave, maybe. So My uh, memories with the Brave and the, way, the Braves and the way everybody remembers me as a player was catching Henry Aaron 715. Right, right. Now, I, I want to tell you, remember Don Zimmer's evaluation of me yes. as a pitcher was marginal to horse bleep, but consistently marginal. Well, this card proves that if, if this, okay, the 19, I had one good year in the big leagues. I, basically, I'll clean it up a little bit. I was horse bleep, horse bleep, horse bleep, really, really good, and then terrible the rest of my career. And there it shows right there. In 1974, I had all-star numbers, 56 games, ERA of 192, 6-2 record with 11 saves in the National League West with an 82-mile-an-hour fastball. But nobody remembers that year except for catching Henry Aaron's 750. I don't care. I don't care because at least I remember for something, and that experience alone made my big league tenure worth every minute of it. So I'll sign this so for We're going to get you to sign that one first. You bet. But those stats in this day and age... You just think of what kind of contract you'd be able to get off that one year. And if I would have made money as a player, I would have never become a coach. And then, so I think there's a bigger plan going on absolutely, here. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Be careful that that doesn't yep. smear so let it gonna, dry. We're going to okay. put that off to the side. Now we're going to talk about the, uh, the well, Henry Well, you have Air. that picture. Where'd you get that one? Yeah, so, is that uh, out there? So this is out there. Yeah. So I have a picture of you handing the ball to Henry. Uh, after the home run, I guess that's is that at home plate, and that's, you had an interesting story to tell about that's that as right well. Right after they, his mother uh, left the scene, they peeled him off of her. He's on his way to the dugout. Um, look how happy he was, and you remember the days. Henry didn't; he very seldom showed any emotion. Mm -hmm. And playing with him for eight years, for me, he was quietly competent. He is happy. 
Was right. it relief, do you think? I don't know. He was happy. I'm not even going to qualify it. He was happy, and I caught him in a moment when I could share that happiness with him. So it was totally cool. That was a neat night for me. Thanks for sharing that. Sure, yeah, no, sure. Oh, well, you actually have the whole sports. Oh, stuff. yeah. Look at you. You yeah. are a collector. So we have uh, that Sports Illustrated with Henry holding the ball. I want you to look at 1974. Flip it over and look at the year I had. In, remember I said I was yeah. horseshit, horseshit, horseshit? Yeah. Really, really good. Look at my 1974 year. So we have this 750. So I can get you to sign the cover on that, but if there, are you, you is there the a cover? Yeah. yeah. So I sign in the dark, um, I guess. And, I'm trying and, to think. Yeah, I, I don't want to interrupt this, so I'm going to sign up here. That's fine. And mention that you caught the, okay. the home 715. Talk about the all the media attention that that I mean this day and age would be out of control, but back in nineteen the mid nineteen seventies it still was a media moment for this country, wasn't it? I think now you would remember better than me. I was only five years old. Well, you've been around the game as a media sure. guy. I think that was the first since Roger Maris was the first big media event since Roger Maris. Okay, that's saying something. It was sixty one to seventy four. That was fourteen thirteen years. Yep, that's amazing. So when I tell the big lie, yeah, it's a true lie. I was six and two with eleven saves and a one ninety two ERA in the, na- in the in the National League West. <laughs> so the big lie is true. Yeah. But when when Don Simmers said I was marginal to horseshit, but consistently marginal to horseshit, my career went horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. Really, really good. Horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. For nine years. That's awesome. Okay, we'll give that back. We got this cotton number 17. Yep. And you were talking about just what a big uh, media moment. So were you in demand after it as far as because you handed them and caught the ball? Were you, okay, were, I'm going to tell you something I don't tell too many people. Um, you're aware that I gave the ball back. Yes. And if I was a fan, I would have gotten 25000 cash to give it back. That's a lot of money in 1974. I gave it back. And then over the course of the next two years, I got about $6,000 in dollar bills, $5 bills from fans around baseball that said, I really appreciate you giving the ball back. Now, you and I know, I didn't, I didn't think about anything but giving it to Henry. But what made that me... Made, and that made you family, he said. Pretty much. <laughs> Seriously. And the fact there were people out there that recognized that I didn't think about keeping the ball myself. It was they and dollar at a time, five dollars at a time. I probably made about three, maybe thirty-five hundred bucks over the next two years. So that paid I, for lunch, some lunches for I you. That and, was pretty cool. Yeah. And then George Plimpton. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only author of celebrity books. I got basically about a half of a chapter in the Henry Aaron book. So got me in the Hall of Fame, could never have gotten there as a pitcher, got me in George Plimpton's book, and the fans of Baseball America sent me about 3500 bucks. That's win-win-win for me. And people like me to this day bring it up to you, and, uh, and you, don't, you don't mind hearing about not, it. It's refreshing, because when I'm 71, I look back, and, and my playing days are a distant memory, but to have someone that is actually a baseball fan, you, remember that? Um, it, it connects a lot of dots. Well, good, good. And it's Hank Aaron weekend in Atlanta That's today. What you were Sorry, I'm missing it, but just uh, kind of a few words about 
about Henry and uh, and what he meant to you as well, a teammate, and uh, I guess you probably still have a friendship uh, yes. with him uh, till the day you die. And that he made it clear. Now, I don't pal around with him every day, and obviously with the aging process and what he's been going through, but we talk maybe a couple, three times, and always, how you doing? And we cross paths around the baseball world. Uh, he has always been extremely gracious to me, and and he, the offer's always there. If he can help me with anything in baseball, just give him a call. No markers have ever been called in, but it's it allowed me to get inside a superstar's umbrella, and that doesn't happen very often for a role player like myself. And has that helped you with your coaching? Do you think have you taken anything away from him that uh, yes. that you tell people to this day? Um, and believe it or not, I re I have actually athletes that I'll have call Henry for what I call quiet confidence. And he was a man that day in and day out, you really never even knew he was in the lineup until you read the paper the next day. Um, before media and before Facebook and before all the, the social media things, Henry just did his job day in and day out. He was a great teammate. He played hearts and spades in the clubhouse right along with the turds like me, um, treated everybody the same, and you can't say that about a lot of superstars. So he's pretty special in my life. Well, I appreciate you talking with us today, Tom. And this is, uh, I get to do a lot of cool things during the year, but this is right at the, the top of my list. Can I list. give you my numbers? If there's anything I can help you with, let me Thanks so much for uh, listening to the Tech of Sports this week. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the show as much as I enjoyed uh, talking with, with Tom and uh, just a, a great time. And As always here at the network, our sponsor is Amazon.com. Use the affiliate link at the Modern Life Network. Go to modernlife.network slash Amazon for any and all of your shopping needs uh, as the summer wraps up and we head into the fall and the holiday season. So once again, modernlife.network slash Amazon for any and all of your needs. Uh, check out the Modern Life Network, modernlife.network for any uh, shows you may also may be interested in addition to the tech of sports some great content some great shows to uh, to pass the time and listen to here at the modernlife.network so uh, you've been listening to the tech of sports podcast a modernlife.network production